This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. So basically we're going to talk about how God has given us true freedom in His Son Jesus through his son Jesus, and he wants us to live out that freedom. But sometimes we don't know how, right? We get bogged down with worries and concerns of life, and so we forget, in a sense, how to live the way that God wants us to. And so today we're going to talk about what are the things that we can do, really practical things that we can do to put ourselves into that place where we're living out the freedom that Christ has won for us. So first, what we want to look at is a little bit, just a couple of scripture verses, actually four scripture verses. I'm not going to read them all to you. You all do know how to read, and better yet, they're in the handout, and you can go right to them, to your Bible, which is always what I want everyone to do, is to make sure that they are going to their Bibles and really diving into the Word of God. So we look at, so why, why are we going to trust God, right? So God is reliable. He's the rock. Deuteronomy 32, 4 tells us that. He is, he is the rock. He is faultless. He is faithful, without deceit, just and upright. God is strong. He was always going to stand with us and beside us and be there for us, as it tells us in Psalm 73, 26. He has great ability. I love this verse from Luke 8, 24 and 25 in the storm. Um, the, the apostles are scared and Jesus is sleeping. And he's not taking a little nap. It actually says before these verses, he lay down and put his head on a cushion. So he's clearly in the mood to sleep. This is not an accident by any means. And yet, so when the apostles wake him up, scared out of their minds that they're perishing, as it says, uh, he rebuked not only the winds and the waves, but in a sense, he, he kind of rebuked them as well when he said, where is your faith? But they were amazed and, and filled with awe. And so they started to believe in this man who could do these great things, who was also God. And he's the truth. Jesus is the truth. He said to us, he is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so when we know Jesus, we know God, and that's how we can come to know the Father. So if we look at, those are just very small sampling of verses that point out to who God is and the kind of father that he is and who Jesus is and the kind of savior he is for us. So we ended our last webinar just quickly to go over this again. How can we change our focus from what the world expects of us and how the world sees us to changing our focus to what God has for us and so that we can live not so much what the world wants but what God wants. And so we talked to these four things about, our, about prayer, having an intention, making a plan, and talking to some people and making some decisions together so that you know, you're not going off the deep end, so to speak. 
let's talk briefly. We're going to talk about prayer. So we're going to talk about two sacraments. Uh, we're talking about confession and Eucharist. And the reason why we're going to talk about these two is these two sacraments are those that we can receive on a very regular basis. Confession, you could go to a confession once a week if you want, uh, once a month. You know, the church asks us to go at least once a year, but I don't know that once a year really is enough to keep yourself out of the bad habits. And so confession, you know, confession gives us a great opportunity to start over again. And it's, we look at our faults, not in a bad beating ourselves up kind of way, but in a way that we just say, you know what, we made mistakes, we're not perfect, and we want to be forgiven. And then in, in confession, during the sacrament of confession, the priest is going to give us absolution. And with that comes a great grace and ability to move forward in our lives and not go back to committing those same sins. In the Eucharist, we can receive the Eucharist every day, which is amazing when you think about it, because the Eucharist, at least for me, that is what gives me the strength to keep going on day after day after day. And so we focus on the Eucharist absolutely going once a week as we're asked to do by the church and by God to keep holy the Sabbath day, but also consider going to mass a couple of other times during the week when you can. It's a great way to refresh yourself and renew. And what better way to stay on a path to being united with God than receiving Jesus in the Eucharist. So consider you're using the sacraments to help you stay focused on your journey, on your path. Then another thing to consider is a daily examination of conscience. And these uh, steps are based on the examine of St. Ignatius of Loyola. And so very briefly, you know, uh, some people do this twice a day, like around lunchtime or you know, at, at a break time, and then again at night before they go to sleep. So what are you going to do? You're going to put yourself in the presence of God and ask him for light. So to look at your day, not only with your eyes, but with God's. Because, you know, when we look at them with our eyes, we miss things. We might be overly critical. He is far more gentle than we are, uh, though he will call us on our wrong things. Uh, he will still be more gentle. Then you want to give thanks for, for whatever happened in your day. You know, not only the good, but the not so good. Give thanks for everything that happened. Look back on your day with the help of the Holy Spirit. Review it. And in that review, then, you're going to find what were your shortcomings. So face up to them. What did you do wrong? What's not going well in your life? Ask for forgiveness. And then you look to the day to come. So ask God for whatever's coming up the next day so that he is there with you in whatever is going to happen. Again, you're going to have some trials. Ask for his support in those. You have some great celebration planned. Ask for him to be there in that. Whatever it is, God wants to be there in whatever is going on in our lives. So this is just a, a quick overview, and uh, I will have some links that give you uh, – more information about the the examine in the on the page where I have the recording. 
scripture. This is definitely one of my favorite ways to stay close to God and, and to know that I'm on the right path, scripture. So daily readings. So the daily mass readings, you can find those on the usccb.org website, uh, right on the front page. They'll actually send them to your inbox every morning if you want. Um, you can use a, a, a mass companion like Magnificat or the Word Among Us has some. So any of those ways that you could read the daily readings, it doesn't take at most, it will take five minutes. You read them, put them in your mind, and then let them help you out as you go through the day. Another thing you might want to consider is reading the Bible in a year. They actually have Bibles that are uh, like a one-year Bible, and they have the readings broken out for you. So you're not starting at Genesis and going all the way through, but reading a variety of Old and New Testament each day. You can do that, or you could choose a specific book of the Bible to read or to study, either by yourself or in a group. So anything that is going to get you in the Word is a good thing. And the last thing I want to talk about, and a little bit more in depth, actually, is something called Lexio Divina. And Lexio Divina is a very old, old way of reading Scripture, and it can be very, very fruitful, whether you do it by yourself, which is typically the way I do it, or you can do it with a small group as well. So let's look into Lexio Divina. And as always, this is on the download that I have for you, so you don't need to take notes uh, unless, you, unless you want to. So Lexio means you're going to read or listen to a scripture passage. You know, it could be the gospel of the day. It could be uh, one of the, a parable of Jesus's. Whatever it is that you're drawn to, you, you can read that or listen to it if someone else is reading it. And ask yourself, what word does God have for you in that? What does he have to say to you specifically? And then you're going to meditate on that word. And literally, when I say a word, I mean a word. It could be a phrase, but it's certainly not, uh, you know, a paragraph, okay? So something short, something specific, and something that is going to help you with whatever it is that's going on in your life. And so you're going to take that word, ponder it, make it your own. You're going to think about it and just let it really settle into you. Uh, really let it settle into you. And then you're going to pray. And basically that's just stopping what you're doing and putting yourself in the presence of God and doing nothing. So really it's about being still. If you can be still for five minutes, that's good. If you can be still for 20 minutes, that's even better. You know, you don't have to do 20 minutes to start. Work up to it, five minutes at a time. Um, it's amazing what happens to you when, when you are able to do that. And then you contemplate, right? You just rest in God's embrace. You, because of the gratitude of whatever he's given you in this prayer time, you are grateful to him. And you, you rest in that and give him gratitude for that. So that's a little overview of Lexio Divina. And I think that's something that practicing that will really make you aware of how much God loves you, how much he desires for you, and how much he wants for your good. The other thing that will happen is that you will start to get answers to questions you know, don't even ask. You'll get answers to questions that you didn't even ask. Because you will have a little bit more 
sense of yourself and God's presence. And I believe that that really helps you to make decisions that you have to make in your life. So consider Lexio Divina. Another thing that I like, uh, I like to pray novenas. And novena is nine days worth of prayers for a specific purpose. And one of the novenas I prayed not too long ago is the surrender novena. And in this novena, it's nine days. Uh, and basically what you are doing is you are, as it says here on the screen, telling Jesus you surrender yourself to him and you ask him to take care of everything. And over and over again, and you actually repeat that uh, 10 times at the end of the other parts of the Novena Prayer. And I dropped in the chat box the link to the Surrender Novena. And that is well worth your time and energy and effort to go ahead and try that Novena. It just really puts into perspective that so much of what we worry about, we don't need to worry about. So much of what we worry about. We just need to let Jesus take care of it, and he will. The key to remember is that he takes care of it in his time, not in our time, but he will take care of it. Another uh, prayer, but also before we get to the prayer of virtue, that I find extremely important in living out my faith is humility. And St. Augustine has a lot to say about it, uh, and I, but I love this quote from C.S. Lewis because I actually, I can remember it, which is always a, a great thing when I can remember a quote. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And really, it's about putting other people before you, what other people need before you. And St. Augustine reminds us that it's the virtue that is the basis or foundation of all other virtues. And so if we want to grow in virtue and to grow closer to God and into the people he's calling us to be, then we have to have humility. So how do we get humility? Well, like the way we get most things, we have to pray. And so one prayer that is super helpful for that is called the Litany of Humility. And I also have a link to that. Um, so humility is huge. The other thing that is often difficult is trusting. And a couple of years ago, I put together uh, a series of readings and quotes about letting go and trusting God, and I put it into a little book. And so that's something else that you can you can look at and think about, because when we remember to trust God, then we remember that it's not all up to us. And that, that's really key because it isn't up to us. We think it's up to us. We, we think that we're doing all the things that we're doing in our life on our own steam with all of this great wisdom that we have and our great ability. And we forget that all of this is a gift from God and that we have to take what he has given us and use it for him. And when we do that, then things are going to work together very well. But in with all of that is the, is the idea of humility, the idea of trust, and surrender. And it's when we look at all of those things and are truly able to say that God is the Lord of my life, not me, 
then that's when we can persevere in doing things that are hard, that are painful, that we'd rather not do, because he gives us the grace to be able to do them. So really, if one of the things I suggest in the, uh, in the handout is to look at those three prayers, um, the litany of trust, the surrender novena, and the litany of humility, to look at those three and to pray one of those for nine days and see what happens. You know, give yourself those nine days to really put your needs, your cares, your concerns into the hands of the Lord and see what happens. It's nine days. It's not that much time out of your life. It is something that could be of huge benefit to you. Just that idea that he is with you. And by, by praying the, one of those prayers, you're going to have that reminder that he is with you. And then I think it makes it easier to let go and to trust God. When we let go, we gain God. And if I could want anything more than anything, so like the, my top thing that I would want is I know that I want to know that I have God with me all the time. And it's easy sometimes to say those words. Yes, I know God is with me, but it's harder to live those out. And so I want to be the kind of person that lets go and lets God do what he needs to do so that I can gain him. And so that's what I want to leave you all with uh, today and to really think about, pick one of those prayers and look at them and pray them for nine days. And at the end of it, what's going to happen? My hope, of course, is that you're going to have tremendous peace, uh, more clarity about whatever it is you need clarity about, and just have that vision for your life that God has for you. So, so for your not lukewarm challenge this week, I would like you to choose one of the things that I talked about in this week's episode, your Lexio Divina, Surrender Novena, the Litany of Humility, reading the daily readings. Pick one of those and do that for this week and see how that works out for you. Have a great week. God bless you all. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at dianabartolini at mediaangels.com. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest.